It's finally a true blue Friday here in Seattle and all over Seahawks country. Seattle travels to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers on Saturday night. I've got the full game pre preview today ahead on Locked On Seahawks. You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, 12s. This is Nick Lee, your host for this, the first true Blue Friday episode of Lockdown Seahawks. As I said yesterday, Corbin is away for the weekend and getting set to get married. So congrats to him once again. Uh, really excited for him and his future. And, and thanks to all the 12s for making Lockdown Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We really appreciate it. Later in the show, I'm going to talk about a, a full you know, preview of the matchup with the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and some players to watch for on both sides of the ball. And what's new for the Steelers and the Seattle and how in Seattle and Pittsburgh are kind of in similar situations in their franchise history right now. Kind of flesh that out as well. Now for your lead story here on Lockdown Seahawks. There is a lengthy list of Seahawks who will not participate in Saturday's preseason opener for a variety of reasons. Uh, most of them are the injury bug. You know, the injury bug has really hit the Seahawks hard. And, you know, nothing super serious where oh, like season altering or season ending for most of the guys. Um, but some some dinks and and, and bruises and and uh, you know dings here and there and and thing you know soft tissue stuff that can nag. So you certainly don't want to push it here in the first preseason game of the year. Um, and a lot of these guys, you know, maybe maybe if this was a you know prime time game in December, you know, they're probably giving it a go. But since it's the first preseason game, obviously you don't want to mess with that. So the first one, uh, of, of course, the cornerback room has really been hit hard. Um, Artie Burns, John Reed, um, especially Sidney, Sidney Jones as well. So the Seahawks are really hurting um, in, in the cornerback room. Another reason why, as we talked about yesterday, that they signed Jamison Houston. Um, look for the rookies to get a big chunk of playing time in week one. And Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen, really excited to see how they how they shake out. Uh, Jordan Brooks also will likely be out with a hamstring issue. And at this point, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's anything serious. Um, and another thing where if, if, if this were a big regular season game, he'd probably give it a go. And I'd probably say the same thing for Rashad Penny. I'm not even sure you you should be playing Rashad Penny in the preseason anyway, um, given his uh, injury history and his lack of durability. Um, he's got a slight groin issue. Nothing to be super concerned about quite yet. I, I'm sure there'll be some belly aching about, um, you know, given his lack of durability, which is understandable. That's a valid, valid thought to, to enter in your mind. Um, and But he might be just in the same boat as, as Jordan Brooks, where if this were a bigger game, he'd probably be giving it a go. But yes, uh, that's something to watch for perhaps later down the road with him. Just because you don't, you don't, you don't want to risk injury uh, in the preseason. I'm of the opinion you probably shouldn't even play Rashad Penny at all. Maybe, a, maybe a, not even a series. Maybe like a down or a, you know a, a set of downs in the preseason for for Rashad Penny. Get get his feet wet. Get him warmed up. But really, that's it. I I really don't think that the Seahawks should should pay or should give Rashad Penny too many snaps and and too many hits and risk that in the preseason, just because he, he, we saw last year in the last five weeks of the season, five, six weeks, how valuable he can be when he is fully healthy and fully going and everything is pointing to him having, uh, you know, riding that momentum into the start of this year. So you'd hate for a big injury to kind of halt that momentum. So I totally understand why they're being cautious with Rashad Penny. I'm of the opinion you should hardly play him at all in the preseason, even if he was healthy. Uh, LJ Collier, another one, uh, nagging elbow issue from the mock game last weekend. 
And he he's doubtful for this game, which is unfortunate because I you know obviously we've been kind of hammering home whenever we address you know bubble or roster bubble spots. Um, you know the the line, the defensive line situation. LJ Collier is absolutely fighting for a job, and the fact that he is not going to be able to be out there for the first preseason game, and a guy like Miles Adams probably will, um, doesn't spell well for LJ Collier. And you know it's it's we say we pound the table you know the the best available the best ability is availability and with lj collier if he's not available you know how do you how do you make it a you know an argument to be part of this roster I and mean, you can do it in practice as much as you can but he's got to get healthy and he's got to get back in that fight because miles adams certainly is coming for it our friend from the athletic michael sean dugar uh tweeted yesterday uh sounds like the seahawks on saturday will be without Artie burns Sidney Jones, or Artie Burns for the groin issue, Sidney Jones for that concussion, Jordan Brooks for that hamstring. Freddie Swain also added to that list with the back issue, LJ Collier with that elbow issue from the mock game, and Marquise Goodwin, the other receiver, with a hamstring issue, and he also adds that Rashad Penny does have that groin issue, um, but he might have not have played anyway. So on the running back side, um, you're going to get to see a lot of Ken Walker, which for some fans should be very exciting. He should, be get, he should get the bulk of the first team reps tomorrow in Pittsburgh. And that's, that should be pretty exciting. You know, I, I think he, I mean, he's drawn rave reviews in camp, but also you could make an argument that he was the best running back of this 2022 draft class. And to get him on the field early and often in the preseason, I think is a great idea. You know, you're not, you're not relying on him to be the number one bell cow back where if he goes down, you know, the whole ship sinks. So you, you, you want to get him out there in the preseason, get some NFL hits in him under his belt and get his feet wet, get his sea legs, all that good stuff, all those things. Um, I think that's going to be hugely beneficial for Ken Walker. Um, and it stinks about the cornerback room, too, because um, they were just looking so good, and, and that 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 room was being so competitive with the Sidney Jones, Artie Burns, John Reed. Um, and Greg Bell uh, tweeted out that uh, as Artie Burns will be out, even maybe a bit longer than just the Pittsburgh game, Pete Carroll um, says to expect the rookies, you know, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, to get a lot of playing time maybe even starting on Saturday, plus Michael Jackson, Elijah Jones playing corner. Kobe Bryant can also um, slide in and play some nickel and get some experience there at nickel. Uh, so a lot of moving pieces with the cornerback room uh, being a bit banged up. So, yeah, this this is unfortunate that, you know, they're, the Seahawks are already dealing with injuries. They're already, you know, it, it's, it's a team that has a lot to prove. And the roster is a bit flawed. And, you know, this, this is certainly a time for them to – to get help, or you, you wish that this is a time for them to get experience and not try to get healthy. This is, you already, you know, here we are on August 12th, and then we're already talking about the Seahawks just trying to get healthy. Not a great sign. I'm, I'm hoping most of this is just keeping them out, being overly cautious, an overabundance of caution. I know we we're really sick of that phrase in the last couple of years. Um, I, I think that's kind of what's going on here. Coming up next, we'll dive into where these two franchises sit. And how they actually are pretty similar in, in the current situations, talking about the Seahawks and the Steelers. This is Locked On Seahawks. Don't go anywhere. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Welcome back to Lockdown Seahawks. This is your host for the day, Nick Lee. I'm, again, I'm playing a substitute teacher as Corbin is away um, preparing for his wedding. Congrats to him and, and Rob also tied up in, in similar uh, ongoings. <laughs> and um, so it's just me today. You got me. Sorry about that. I hope I can uh, deliver it to you. And, and of course, if you're here, uh, thanks for listening. And and I know you're here because you love the Seahawks and I, I appreciate your, your passion and your diligence and your loyalty. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Corbin. Um, this has been a labor of love for him. And just I'm going to speak for him and Rob as well, that uh, this this podcast has taken off and it's mostly to the hard work of Corbin and Rob. Um, I'm kind of riding on their coattails a little bit. I'm going to try to do I'm going to try to pour, pull a little bit more of the weight this season. So um, football is finally back. Let's get to this here on the eve of Seattle's uh, preseason opener here on this Blue Friday. While it's still preseason, you know, it, it won't count the standings, won't count in the stat sheet. There's no fantasy leagues that have started, as far as I know. Uh, no NFL red zone yet. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But hey, it's football in some form, and we'll take it any way we can get it on the eve of battle here in Pittsburgh. I want to discuss where these two franchises are at. And both of them have had a winning tradition over the last decade plus, each winning Super Bowls over the last 15 years. Of course, the Steelers multiple in the last couple decades. Um, but now they both find themselves in unfamiliar territory, at least. Um, in this in this era that they've been in, without a franchise iconic quarterback, for the Seahawks, of course, they are in the middle of a reload, a mild rebuild, without quarterback Russell Wilson, who is now in Denver. I know that the departure of these two quarterbacks are a bit different. Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement. He's done with he's done playing football, and you know, frankly, he he was at the very end of his his abilities, and and the father time definitely caught up with him. Um, but a fine quarterback, um, at, you know, at his peak, you know, borderline Hall of Famer. Um, and for Russell Wilson, of course, we all know, y'all know the stats. I don't need to, to list them off, even though I'm about to, uh, you know, 10 years, nine Pro Bowls, two NFC titles, one Super Bowl. You name a passing record in franchise history, Russell Wilson's got it. He's going to have his name in the ring of honor. I know that might still taste a little weird in your mouth right now, but he is. He absolutely is going to have his number three in the rafters um, someday. And so you know, he's gone. And uh, what remains is head coach Pete Carroll, who has been here since the start of the 2010 season just a few years after Pittsburgh hired uh, head coach Mike Tomlin, who also had some pretty big shoes to fill himself and, and Bill Cower in Pittsburgh. Um, he began with the Steelers in 2007. Both franchises now have departed quarterbacks in Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson. And both are, are opting to head into this new era of the franchise with those long-term head coaches, the coaches that have been there a long time in Tomlin and Carroll. Um, you know, Tomlin, obviously much younger. Then Pete Carroll, Tomlin's got some really, really good football ahead of him and ahead of his coaching career. Carroll, you know, his he's certainly in the twilight of his coaching career. Um, who knows when he hangs up his headset, but um, he's still going strong as far as, as best I can tell. Um, he still acts like one of the younger coaches in the league and his energy is infectious. Um, so as long as that continues, I imagine that he's still going to want to coach. Um, but yes, there are similarities um, and they're trying to usher in a new era. And they're both in search of their next franchise quarterback, which we know you know, there, there's no, uh, there's no fancy factory where you can just order, you know, there's no Amazon, you know, a drone flying to your house to deliver a brand new uh, franchise quarterback. It's, it's, it takes a lot of hard work, some trial and error, some, you know, some failures to try to find that next franchise quarterback. Some franchises have been searching for decades or searched for decades before finding one. And it, it's just, it's not something that, 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 that is guaranteed. So both franchisers are kind of entering an uncertain part of their their franchise history and of course with the with the Seahawks this year it's between Geno Smith and Drew Locke 
I'm of the opinion that neither of those guys are the long-term answer that will be the quarterback for the next great Seahawks team, be it 2023 or beyond. Um, I, I don't think either of those guys are the answer. Now, they might be a decent Band-Aid this year with the talented roster they have around them. They can rally around and 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 put together a few wins, um, but they're, they're, neither of those guys really move the needle, I think, for me, is toward, towards being a franchise-altering quarterback like Russell Wilson was. This year, I think, is a bit more about, you know, establishing that solid rookie class you you brought in from 2022 draft class, building that core around who that young quarterback is going to be. And I think that quarterback for the Seahawks, the next franchise quarterback is currently in college. I don't know who that is yet. I'm going to let this college season kind of flesh itself out because I, I don't want to tout, you know, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever, and then they have a, you know, cruddy season or they get injured or something happened. You know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself there. You want to let this current college football season play out because some guys can come out of nowhere. We saw Zach Wilson at BYU. You know, um, he was kind of way off the radar after 2019, but 2020 he exploded onto the scene and became a number two overall pick. So stuff like that can happen. So I'm not going to throw out, you know, all oh, the Seahawks should draft X, Y, and Z guy. Not yet, not quite. But I do believe that their franchise quarterback is still in college. And for Pittsburgh, you know, they they have three quarterbacks in camp right now vying for the starting job. So it's a bit different. The court, uh, you know. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Jacob Eason really doesn't have a shot to be the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, barring some crazy injuries. And even then, the, probably, the Seahawks probably bring somebody in or maybe finally uh, make that dreaded deal for, for uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, that's many fans uh, do not want very passionately, I've seen <laughs> on social media. Um, you know, they have Mitch Trubisky from, from the Bears. You know, he's, he's made his way over to Pittsburgh now. Mason Rudolph. Who both so Rudolph and Trubisky both have starting experience in the NFL, much like Geno Smith and Drew Locke for the Seahawks. But the, where the difference is, is they they drafted Kenny Pickett, 20th overall in the first round this past draft from Pitt. So they opted to draft a quarterback this season in the first round, no less. While the Seahawks opted out, they did not draft a quarterback. They were they they made it pretty clear their opinion of the quarterback class coming in. Um, you know that we we saw. Malik Willis, you know, do some really exciting things with the Titans a couple of nights ago in, on preseason, but you know, there's still some question marks with him, and th- there's question marks all over this QB class. So there's no guarantees, and there's no guarantees next year. Let's let's be real about that too. Um, but the, the Seahawks are opting to biding to bide their time for next draft, while the, the the Steelers certainly took not just a flyer, but they they really think that Kenny Pickett. You know, you don't take a guy 20th overall in the first round. that's that's another thing that that's another similarity both teams have talented rosters around uncertainty at quarterback you know ever heard of tj watt (laughs) best pass rusher on the planet right now just a half a sack away from breaking al baker's 43 year old single season sacks record he had 22 and a half sacks last year and it's not just him you got cameron hayward you got miles jack minka fitzpatrick an extremely talented defense i would argue one of the more talented defenses in the entire nfl so, and I'm not sure I can say the same thing about the Seahawks. They absolutely have some talent. You know, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, two Pro Bowl safeties. Jordan Brooks coming off of a fantastic year, um, his first real full season as the the middle linebacker in, in Seattle. And 
Um, so Daryl Taylor, I think, really has a chance to break out. So it, it, there, there's some similarities there in offense for the, for Pittsburgh. You have Nashi Harris, the fine young running back, Chase Claypool and George Pickens, two, uh, two, uh, one, you know, is rookie and Pickens, and then Chase Claypool's made some good plays and, and done some good things for the Steelers in the past, and I think is a fine young receiver as well. And the Seahawks, of course, have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They have a bit of the edge in the receiver game. If we're going to start comparing receiver rooms, a good stable of running backs with Rashad Penny and Ken Walker and uh, some Pro Bowl talent, like I mentioned, on defense. So both teams, longtime head coaches, making a transition at quarterback after after saying goodbye to a franchise icon quarterback. And both still have very talented rosters. In fact, I would argue playoff caliber rosters if the quarterback situation were a bit different, I think. <laughs> Let's especially on the Seahawks side. Now I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm I, I'm not of the opinion the Seahawks are going to make, make the playoffs this year. Um, I think they're, they're not going to go 0 and 17, but I, I just don't see how, you know, they have a roster that, that can get them there, but can a quarterback not hold them back? I, that, that's, that's just a, a really big question mark, but it'll be interesting to see these next couple of years where these two franchises go and in very similar situations with long-term head coaches trying to find that next franchise quarterback coming up next. I'll give my keys to watch for, as the Seahawks test themselves for, against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Don't miss it. You're listening to Locked On Seahawks. So let's dive into the game itself. I know it's an exercise in futility to obsess over keys to victory or highlighting the stars on each side, even though I kind of just did that last se- like segment. You know, the matchups, you know, Daryl Taylor versus the offensive line, and, you know, Chase Claypool versus the rookie corners, and, you know, DK Metcalf versus Minka Fitzpatrick, all this stuff. What you know, if we're talking about a Sunday night game in November, sure, yeah, that, that's that's where we're going to go with this. But this is preseason, the win loss, the, the the end game score, pretty much meaningless. So, what is there to watch for? What can be gained by watching this game, even though it's a preseason game, first one, lots of you know unknowns, lots of feeling out. Obviously, the quarterback battle is number one. Geno Smith, Drew Locke, how many sma- how many snaps does each quarterback get with the ones? How accurate are they? How in sync with the receivers are they? How knowledgeable of the offense? How comfortable they are in the pocket? How knowledgeable they are of you know the the, the routes and the schemes and and you know anticipation and uh, arm talent, the deep ball. There will they, will there be any big hits downfield with these two? And uh, that's been kind of a uh, some cause for hand wringing among fans is is the lack of the deep ball that they've that they've seen in practice. You know, you, you had that with Russell Wilson. That was he had the best deep ball in the game. Now the Seahawks all of a sudden um, don't really have that in their repertoire, at least yet. They haven't proven that yet. Uh, the, the rookie cornerbacks, or at least the cornerbacks in general, against this receiver group for Pittsburgh, a very talented receiver group in Pittsburgh, um, against uh, a beat up, beat up cornerback room, and the rookies at, at cornerback with Tariq Wollin and Kobe Bryant. Lots of action for them, and really tough tests, I think, as well. And speaking of rookies, my third one. Um, the, the rookie snap, speaking of rookies, you know, Charles Cross, Boy Mafe, Ken Walker, Abe Lucas, you know, the rookie corners, Bo Mel, you know, the, the receivers as well. Now, Tyreek Smith might not play as well. He's, he's kind of banged up. I think he's got a hip issue. Um, but plenty of opportunities for this rookie class also to step up and play plenty in this game against uh, against Pittsburgh and, and especially with injuries elsewhere. I think this team, this, this rookie class is going to get a good, hard, long look uh, in this preseason game. And then Rob and I discussed yesterday about the offensive and defensive line rotation. And I think, um, you know, that, that'll be interesting to see, especially in the battle at right tackle. Uh, Jake, Jake Curran really has taken a, a, and risen to the occasion at right tackle and so far has that starting nod. Um, and Abe Lucas, obviously, as a rookie, he's going to have some struggles, some learning 
some learning curves there, but I'm really excited for his future. And he's just a big, big athlete and he's got that natural ability and natural length and size. So, and I want to see the rotation. Does Abe Lucas get in there early? Does he get some good tests against maybe the top two of the depth chart against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping he gets in there. Um, Jake Curran, does he, does he continue to make a statement? Does he continue to earn that starting right tackle job? Does he continue to solidify himself as the starting right tackle? I know Ken Walker, how many carries does he get? You know, does he look good? And we, if you watched him in college, I mean, he, he was just one of the more dynamic running backs in college football. And, you know, does he, does he look that, does he look the same? Does he look like he's got that explosiveness, that, that toughness um, in this first NFL action? Again, not a ton you can really make finite statements about in the first preseason game. The Seahawks aren't going to, you know, take a crown and put it on the head of Geno Smith or Drew Locke after this game. That's just not how Pete Carroll rolls, first of all. That's just, and it's not smart, second of all. So that's not going to happen. But you can probably, you can start to see a little bit. And, and with with preseason, you know, it's, it's yeah, you had, you played with your ones. You you, you had some success there with the, at the quarterback position with your receivers. But did you play against the second or third string, you know, defensive backs? Or did you not have as quality of a pass rush because TJ Watt wasn't in there? You know, lots of variables that go with, preseason success and we've seen it within Seahawks land you know we've we've seen it throughout the the preseasons we have that guy we have the Jazz Ferguson's you know the Casey Williams where they just they light the world on fire uh, in the preseason and then they're nowhere to be found come you know roster cut day and come the regular season when the chips really are down so take these results obviously with a grain of salt I'm most excited to see two things the one yeah the quarter the quarterback's what that looks like, especially like the disparity on the snaps and, you know, wh- where they're going to go with uh, with how they're going to try to put each quarterback, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, in a position to succeed and the rookies. I want the rookies to get their feet wet. I want them to to get comfortable, you know, not only because I think especially in the rookies at cornerback, they have they've been used to hitting, you know, someone of the same color, you know, same color of jersey, same color helmet at practice. But this is them hitting the black and yellow, you know, at what is that, Marisher? Marisher Field now? I can't even remember what it is. It's not Heinz Field anymore, which is a shame. But, um, you know, th- this is this is the big time now, at least a, a step up from what they've been getting at training camp. This is a different colored helmet, different colored jersey, and a guy that doesn't like him, and a guy that also is looking for to, to prove himself and earn a job on the other side. So that 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 competition there, I know that, that gets Pete Carroll riled up and excited. So, um, And lastly, I want to see a little bit of the defensive scheme. I know the Seahawks would frankly be dumb to reveal all their cards about the defensive changes to scheme they've made in the off season. And where, you know, like where you put Jamal Adams, how do you, how do you best use him? Um, you know, this new three, four concept defense, they're obviously going to be pretty vanilla I'd say in this first game, but I'd like to see this, the new look and, and how it looks against, you know, an offense that's trying to, to dissect it um, and truly in the Steelers. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of the changes there on defense on Monday. Corbin and Rob will break down the game itself on Saturday, the, the Saturday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They'll break down what they saw, what they like, what they didn't like, and you know, just an overall takes from that game. And the first, finally, football is at least somewhat back with some preseason football this weekend. I hope you all enjoy it. You can follow me at Nickley51. Thank you once again for joining uh, today on this Blue Friday Locked On Seahawks. I hope you enjoy the game. And, uh, 
and, and enjoy yourselves in the summer weather and go Hawks. <laughs>